Alright, so first of all, the learning and the breakfast is being sponsored by uh, Mr. and Mrs. Avi Malone. Okay, so shkayef for that. In honor for shkaydesh. Should be a schlis for them. For the whole mishpacha. Okay, okay, so everything's bashkacha pratis. Everything's bashkacha pratis. So uh, we spent uh, quite some time preparing ourselves to begin to say for Yeshua. So I figured it's auspicious. It's for shkaydesh al. We'll begin to say for Yeshua. And uh, I think it's very... I guess what we'll learn and, and how we'll see it is, uh, I think, very shaykh to preparing ourselves for Rosh Hashanah as well. You have to keep in mind, I mentioned this Shabbos afternoon, that Eretz Yisrael B'chalal is connected with, with, with Rosh Hashanah. It's connected with Rosh Hashanah. It's that the only, I, I mentioned this Shabbos afternoon that the only place in Chumash where we have even somewhat of a, of a, somewhat of a open reference to the fact that Rosh Hashanah is Yom Eddin, like what is Rosh Hashanah about, is in, reference, is in relation to Eretz Yisrael. Tamid ene Hashem the eyes of God are always upon the land. Mereshis Hashana Arachrishana, from the beginning of the year until the end of the year. And Chazal say, Mereshis Hashana Arachrishana means that everything that happens at the course of the year is coming from the beginning of the year. It's Nigzar, it's decreed on Rosh Hashanah. So that's, that's really the only place that we have a reference to the fact that Rosh Hashanah is, uh, is the Yom Hadin, and that's relation to Eretz Yisrael. So, the way, therefore, therefore, if Eretz Yisrael means Rosh Hashanah, Therefore, the way that Yeshua ben Nun is preparing himself with the rest of the Jewish people to enter into Eretz Yisrael, so that must mean as well that that's going to tell us how to prepare ourselves for Rosh Hashanah too. So what we're going to learn right now is going to be something at Negeah to the month of El, which is how we prepare for Rosh Hashanah. It's how Yeshua ben Nun pre- prepared for Eretz Yisrael. Okay, so if you have, uh, the page that you have in front of you has two sides to it. So the f- one side is from uh, Sefer Yeshua, the beginning of Sefer Yeshua, and the other side is a piece from Rav Kook. We'll see. So let's just see together just a few psukim, a few psukim just to begin say for Yeshua. Okay. By the way, if, I don't know if, you, if, you person, if you don't have in the, in the Chumashem, um, you could find this at the Haftarah for um, Samchas Torah. It'll be uh, beginning say for Yeshua. So was it after Moshe Rabbeinu, the servant of Hashem, passed away? So Hashem said to Yeshua Benun, the servant of Maisha, the following. This is the, so again. This is gonna. This is the the first uh, contained in this tzivu. Is again is going to be the essence of Yeshua Benun's mission in the world, and again how he prepares to get to Eretz Yisrael. So again, just to, we'll read through it quickly. Maisha Avdi Mais, Maisha, my servant has died. Vata, but now Kuma Varsa Yardin get up and cross over the Yardin. Ata v'cholam Azeh, you and the entire nation. The land to the land that I am going to give you and the Jewish people. All the places that you are going to travel throughout Eretz Yisrael, I am going to give them to you. In other words, you're not going to have any ops- You'll have to fight wars, but you'll be Metzliach. As I spoke to Moshe. From the desert and Lebanon, all the way to the Euphrates. The entire land of Chiti, until the Mediterranean to the west. That's going to be your border. So anywhere you go and you put effort to conquer, it'll be yours. No man will stand opposed to you. Your entire life. The same way I was with Moshe, I will be with you. I will not weaken that relationship with you. I will not leave you. Be strong and be courageous. You'll be the one to, uh, to be, be, you'll inherit the land with, for the Jewish people. You'll, you'll be the one to inherit the land, to give the land to the Jewish people, the land that I promised. 
their ancestors. Rachazak ve'amatz ma'ayid will be very strong and courageous. Lishmar la'asai z'kachal ha'toyra to keep all the Torah asher tzivcha ma'ayisha avdi that I command Moshe, my servant, I commanded him, small, don't deviate right or left, and that will be the way that you'll be matzliach in all of your journeys. The Torah, the Sefer Torah should not leave your mouth, you should be involved in it, meditate upon it day and night. In order that you should be able to keep and watch all the things that are contained within there. That's the way that you'll be matzliach, then you'll be successful. So I'm commanding you again, be strong and courageous, don't tremble, don't be nervous. Hashem is with you in all the places that you go. Okay, so there's a lot here, there's a lot here. We're just going to focus on one nakuda. It would seem, I think it's, it's pretty obvious, that the theme of the Rabbani Shalom's statement to Yeshua Benun is that he should be courageous, he should have, he should have confidence, he shouldn't be afraid. The Rabbanu promises, I'm going to be with you, I'm not going to weaken my relationship with you, you'll be matzliach, any, any time that you put an effort to conquer land, you'll be able to conquer it, no one's going to stand opposed to you. Chazak, v'yamatz, be strong, be courageous, that, that's, that's the theme. In other words, Moshe, the Rabbanu Shalom is telling Yeshua Benun to stay away from pachdonas, from from the meat of pachtonis. What's pachtonis? To be a cowardice, to be a coward, to be scared. More than, obviously, what's healthy. Pachtonis. So those you have to think about. Why is that the first message? And again, so obviously there's a practicality in this. Yeshua Benon is about to, you know, to, to exactly. He has to fill big shoes. He has to go conquer the land. There's a lot of enemies, seven nations. It's a, so obviously it makes sense that, you know, he has to be courageous. But let's understand the Pneumius. If, they, if now you, you don't have this in front of you, okay, so I'm just going to share with you a couple lines from Rav Kook just as an introduction. This meat of pachtanis, this meat of being a coward, of being uh, overly nervous, where is this coming from? So again, you don't have this in front of you, but just listen, it's a couple lines. Rav Kook writes, this is in, uh, it's in, it's a, it's in the Sefer called Musar Vicha. It's, uh, it's, hard, hard, uh, it's hard to know, it's hard to qualify, quantify what exactly the Sefer is. It's not a Musar Sefer, it's not... I don't know, it's, just, it, it's a safer about Midas, about like the, the panemius, certain character traits that a person has. So a couple lines. Rav Kook says, Hapachdonos fear, again, to be overly fearful, uh, to be overly, to be a coward. Himida Maguna is a negative trait. <clears throat> Obviously, that's what you should, uh, again, Hashem is telling you should not to avoid it. And Rav Kook identifies that the root of this Mida of Pachdonos is the psilis. It's um, an un, unhealthy uh, byproduct or uh, uh, you know, a negative side of Yers Hashem. So there's a meat of Yers Hashem, and then there's the psilis of meat of Yers Hashem, which is called Pachtonis. Shekolzman Shi Kluluba, and as long as Pachtonis is mixed up in a person's Yers Hashem, it's impossible for the person to use their Yeres Hashem to, become, to, 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 become, to move on to Havas Hashem and have Simcha in life. You have to expunge from your place of Yeres Hashem. You have to get rid of this meat of Pachdonis. So Rav Kook is, is identifying for us that this meat of Pachdonis, is ne- in order for a person to enter into that place that's called Yeres Hashem, the, the, one, of the, one of the things that you have to keep in mind is that when you sort of enter into that place of Yeres Hashem, there's going to be this 
negative, ugly side of the Yerush Hashem called Pachtanis that you have to be cautious of. And so let's, let's understand it in, in a broader context. The Indian of Eretz Yisrael, we'll speak about this by Rosh Hashanah as well, but the Indian of, of Eretz Yisrael is the Indian of the Malchus of Hashem, right? Where's Hashem's Malchus? It's Eretz Yisrael. The whole Indian of Eretz Yisrael is the Mida of Malchus. Hashem is the Melech, Davka in Eretz Yisrael. Like it's well known from Chazal already, right? That a person has to, when you're in Eretz Yisrael, you have to be like extra from and extra careful. Because as Chazal say, it's not the same when a person, Chas Rosh does an Avera in, uh, outside, as opposed to doing an Avera in the, in the capital, in the palace of the king. I mean, so Eretz Yisrael means, Eretz Yisrael is a place of Malchus, and therefore entering into Eretz Yisrael on a deeper level means entering to that sugya, into that quality, into that midah that's called Yerush Hashem. And therefore what Hashem is telling Yeshua Benun is that as you're about to enter into Eretz Yisrael, in other words, you're about to embrace this quality that's called Yerush Hashem, to become a Yerush Hashem in Eretz Yisrael, so you have to avoid chazak v'yamatz. You have to avoid this quality of pachdanas, and that's just, that, the truth is. And, and this is going to be reflective of Rosh Hashanah too. Rosh Hashanah is what they have malchus. It's called Yom Neroyim, right? Neroyim mm-hmm. means uh, Yer Hashem to have that sense of awe, mm-hmm. trepidation. And when a person is entering into that sugi of Yer Hashem, what we what we're seeing from Hashem from Hashem telling Yeshua Benun and the way Rav Kook is explaining is that. To enter into that sugi of Yerush Hashem, kaidim call. First of all, you have to be on guard to make sure that you're that you're experiencing that Yerush Hashem and not pachdanas, because uh, that line between authentic fear of heaven and just being a coward and just being afraid of everything is a very thin line, and it can become blurred. This is why it's interesting as we prepare for Rosh Hashanah. So the month of El, so we didn't start it today, but as Hashem will start tomorrow, the, to say the capital for Dovet Hashem, right? Dovet Hashem Arvi that entire capital, if you think about it, it doesn't seem to reflect Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is Yerush Hashem, right? How does Lodavid start? Mimi Ira. Who am I? I'm not afraid of anything, right? The last line of Lodavid is Kaviel Hashem, Chazak Vyami Tzadavecha V'Kaviel Hashem. To be strong, to be courageous, hope for Hashem, confident. I don't know, what's that? that? That doesn't seem to Rosh Hashanah. There's a lot of capital to him that, I don't know, if you ask me, I would have taken other kapitlach, which, which express more maybe a sense of tshuva, a sense of awe in Hashem's presence, I don't know. But the, the opposite, mimi ira, uh, you know, ki avivuni azveni, v'ashem gecheni, that everyone has forgotten me, but Hashem takes me in. But the answer is, that's exactly the hachana of Rosh Hashanah. The hachana of Rosh Hashanah, which is to enter into that place of Yer Hashem, of Malchus, <clears throat> number one is to make sure that you're avoiding pachdanas. And to be mavar, to clarify your Hashem from its psalis, which is pachdanas. Okay, so what, what, what exactly does that mean? What does that tell us about your Hashem? So what, what does it mean, your Hashem? What does it mean to fear Hashem? Another question, by the way, before, we, before I answer that question, or try to answer that question, there's another thing to think about. The, 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 there's a lot of stuff going around, going, happening on Rosh Hashanah. Like, on, on the one hand, it's a day where Hashem is sort of... Uh, like recreating the world, right? So it's, it's the Chiddush Ha'ilam, Hayom Haras Ha'ilam, you say. It's a day of the renewal of creation, okay? It's also a day where we establish Hashem as a Melech. And it's also a day where there's a sense of Naira, where there's a sense of awe, a sense of Yira. So those three qualities, let's, let's, let's think for a second on a, on a very s- simple level. What's the cause and what's the effect? As you, have, you have three things that are happening. Hashem is creating the world, recreating the world. He's becoming a king. And there's a sense of awe. So I, I would say, without, without thinking too hard, is that number one, Hashem is recreating the world. 
Because of that, that's establishing him as a king. And number three, now that he's a king, so Malchus emanates Yira. Malchus demands a certain sense of awe and trepidation, right? So this quality of Yira Hashem that's within the Yom Neroyim is really a, a, a very far byproduct, if you think about it, from what Rosh Hashanah really is, right? I mean, what really is Rosh Hashanah, in essence, is a Yom HaAsar, the Hashem is recreating the world. The Mela, so he, that means he's in charge. That means he's a king. Well, if he's a king, it means we have to be afraid. But th- that's very funny because we call Rosh Hashanah, we call it the Yom Neroyim. We don't call it Chidosh HaOlam, you know? So it would seem, so this is a little bit of an issue, it would seem that the, the Midah of Yir Hashem that one feels in Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, it would seem to be only the, like sort of a, bi- a, a, a side effect of what really is happening in Rosh Hashanah. But yet, it doesn't seem to be like that. The sense of Yir Hashem that we feel in Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur during the Yom Neroyim, it seems to be essential and somewhat the main focus of, of our relationship to the day. So how, how do we put that together? Okay, so, so if you flip the page, we'll see a piece from F. Cook. This is also from that Sefer, uh, the Sefer Amidus. <coughs> so this is a section that he has about Yira, about Yira Sashem. So we're going to see uh, the second piece, okay? I, I could try to do this on my own, like to tell you outside, but I'm not going to be able to do it. So we're just going to read it together, and hopefully uh, Rav Cook will explain it for us. Makar Yir Hashem. So again, we're trying to identify what exactly is Yir Hashem. There's different madregas. We know that, you know, there's Yir Sa'inish, right? There's, there's a person, there's a madrega of being afraid of punishment. Okay. That's definitely necessary, and it's a good safety net, but everyone would tell you, all this room would tell you that's not the ideal. And when it comes to Yom Neroyim, we're calling it Yom Neroyim, we're not, it's beneath, really it's beneath the Jew's dignity to think of the pachad and the, the awesomeness of the Yom Neroyim just in terms of Yer Sa'inish. So there's higher levels, there's Yer but what exactly, what exactly is it? Like what exactly, what is Yer Sa'inish? So let's see what he says. Makar Yer Sa'inish, the root of Yer Sa'inish, whom it's tire by Mekanashama, sort of, um, materializes and takes form in the depth of the neshama. Yer Hashem sort of takes form in the neshama by a combination of two opposite feelings. So, Rosh Hashem, so uh, Yer Hashem is a combination of really of, of the Yer Hashem is an emotional response to two opposite pieces of information that's, uh, you know, bubbling around in the neshama. Asher v'ashkach v'lekis that are related to our relationship with the Rabbanish Number one, heder ha'yidi ha'mochletes v'mohos ha'lekos. One piece of information that's the, the basic ingredient to your Hashem. One ingredient is heder ha'yidi ha'mochletes v'mohos ha'lekos. Our absolute inability to truly understand who God is. Our absolute inability, heder hayidia, the, the vacuum of our knowledge, hamuchletes, it's absolute, the musalakus, in understanding the essence of what, of what godliness is. That's number one ingredient. And the other ingredient is uvadois hayidia, bimitsiyas hashlema, our absolute knowledge of who God is. Those two opposite ingredients come together to result in Yeras Hashem. This mazgus nifla shel shnei arachim, adirim hafachim. The integration of the, the wondrous integration of these two, uh, these two opposite uh, these two amazing opposite structures. 
creates a certain awe and a certain yira in the person's heart, an ema. And he quotes the Pasuk, we, the Chazal say, we say in Davening, uh, Hashem is the awesome king. Chazal say the word Noira is connected to Yaakov. who said, So the first one to really express in, a, in its truest form the sense of Yeres Hashem was Yaakov Avinu. Davka, when he sat and when he went to sleep in that place of the Harabayas by the base of Migdash, and Chazal said that all of Eretz Yisrael was somehow uh, put underneath his head. So again, like I said, Eretz Yisrael is the place of Yeres Hashem. And Yaakov said, And says, said Rav Kook, why is it Davka Yaakov that expresses Yeres Hashem? Because Yaakov is described as a, as a man of simplicity that dwells amongst tents. And oil Avraham, the oil Yitzchak, the double tense that Yaakov dwells in means the tense of Avram and Yitzchak. And what, what, what Rav Kook is, is trying to reference over here is that these two opposite ingredients of an absolute inability to perceive godliness and to know truly, to know who God is. But on the other hand, to absolutely have a sense of Hashem's presence in your life, that's the difference between Avram and Yitzchak. Right? Avram would be a sense of knowing, a sense of connection. Avram Avinu was the first one to search for Hashem and seemingly found it. And Yitzchak Avinu is Yitzchak Avinu is Din, Yitzchak Avinu is Pachad, Yitzchak Avinu an Iyadi, it's a Heder Hayadi it's an absolute inability to truly perceive and understand and to put your finger on Muhus Halukos, the essence of godliness. But Yaakov Avinu is Yayshev Oyelem. Yaakov Avinu is a combination of these two worlds, and the result of that is Manoyer Makameza, a sense of Yer Sashem. What's, what's the chilak of these two ingredients? Why, why, why don't they also define, or maybe they do, Emuna? Aren't these the essential ingredients? So it is true. Emuna, Yer Sashem and Emuna are very much connected to, to each other. They're both in, in, in the Kabbalah Surah, and they're both connected to the quality that's, that's Malchus. Amuna, you can say, is more of an intellectual, um, how intellectual? Um, Amuna, Amuna uh, Yeres Hashem is sort of the, the, the emotional, um, I guess a byproduct or emotional expression of Amuna. So yeah, so th- th- these are also the core ingredients of Amuna as well, for sure, 100%. <clears throat> so now Rav Cook explains a little bit more. So again, that uh, comes together, that unifies in the beauty of Kal Yisrael, that's Yaakov Avinu. Hadar Chachma Yira. So now, now he explains a little bit more. Okay, so that was the, the, the Ryan idea. Now he explains. The fact that we cannot truly understand and perceive godliness and sort of and put a finger on him, it must be. This is essential. This has to be. Why? It's an amazing thing. Anytime you truly understand something, you're, in a certain sense, you're limiting what it is that you're studying because you're putting it in a particular box. You're putting it in the box of your own head, right? So you're limiting it, and you're, and you're in, a, in a certain sense, you're being metashtesh. You're, you're, cla- you're making the, the concept, you're making it even cloudy by limiting it into your own uh, ability to understand with your own you know, uh, assumptions and preconceived notions and background and so on. Shekol yediyah himetashteshes es hayidua. Any knowledge, any time that you know something, it, 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 it makes the thing that you know, the etzim, a little bit cloudy. Keshem shima which, although at the same time, it also makes it clear to you and as you're understanding something. So on the one hand, whatever you understand, you understand it. But on the other hand, it, you can't really, you're limiting it by your understanding. Okay. 
and this is true for all knowledge of all uh, within all reality. Mugveles sheyeshla reishes. It it's automatically uh, limiting it, um, limiting it based on the fact that that uh, you're understanding it. Okay, that's Aleph. Arafka goes on base. Now the etzamachaim. Let's understand the essence of life. What is life itself? Where does life come from? Life comes through our attachment, through our connection with the Rabbanu Shalom, right? That's where life comes from. Hashem created the world, and the creation took place not by Hashem just saying something and something uh, happens. It's the Rabbanu Shalom investing himself into reality. Life comes, th- the, clo- the deeper you are attached to the Rabbanu Shalom, the more alive you are. Right? Therefore, it says Rav Kook, Therefore, if a person if a person wants to become attached to God in the deepest ways, then automatically you cannot understand who God is. Because again, if you understand fully, it means you are now limiting that which you understand, and you're, and you're making it cloudy. And, to, and, 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 and if you do that to the Rabbanish then that means that your connection to him is going to be limited and cloudy, and it's going to mean that you're not going to be truly alive. True, to fully, to fully absorb Hashem's life force, it has to be in a way where your acceptance of that life force and your, and your receiving of that light is not limiting the light in any way. Because if you limit the light and you limit Hashem's presence, then that means automatically, it means that, the, that, the, that, that it's not, the you know, automatically means the yachas, the relationship is going to be weakened. So what you, therefore, in other words, what you want, therefore, is this strange dynamic. What you want is an absolute, clear connection to Nunar Banish Shleilam in order for you to be fully atamat veikim, Hashem lakeichem, chayim kol But in order for that chayim to be, to be full, you cannot, you cannot limit that experience by understanding it. It has to be in a way of iyadiyah. Let's just share the words and we'll, we'll try to explain a little bit more. He says like this. Again, the essence of life, is the relationship, the divine relationship that existence has with the Rabbani Shalom. And this, this can only be contained in a, in a Yedian Nelemes, in a knowledge that's completely hidden. A knowledge that's completely hidden. That could only be Perceived in the in the in the depth of the heart, it cannot be something that you can intellectually quantify. Hayoyser kamusa, and that's going to be the the deepest bond is when it cannot be quantified, it cannot be explained. It's something, but it's something that cannot be explained. The yevshel aliyas muglemes biyadim muvletes, and it cannot be uh, it cannot be um, you know, like a goylem. It cannot be put together. It cannot be. Uh, uh, constructed with 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 a, with a yidiyah muvletes, with a knowledge that 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 pops out, that makes itself known. It has to be with a yidiyah nelemes. You understand? In other words, what Rav Cook is telling us is that when these two ingredients, absolute not knowing who God is, but absolutely knowing who God is, when they come together, they result in what's what Rav Cook is qual- is qualifying is calling a yidiyah nelemes. Yidiyah nelemes means that I know something. But it's not something that even I could understand what it is. And it's not even something, I for sure can't express it. I for sure can't even make sense of it within myself. But it's something. It's something. Let's understand. This is the difference. This is the fine line between Yeres Hashem and Pachdonas. 
What's fear? What's just plain old-fashioned being a coward and being nervous? Pachdonis comes also from a combination of two things. I know something, knowing something, and also not knowing what it is, right? The example I've given a lot, you're walking down the street, right? And all of a sudden the, bu- the, the bushes start to rustle, right? Rustling of the bushes. And you get nervous. Why? Because two things are happening. Aleph, there's something there. And base, I have no idea what it is. So maybe it's a squirrel, maybe it's a mountain lion, I don't know, whatever, you know? So pachdonis also comes from a combination of these two things. But pachdonis means a, pachdon, a fear comes from facing a, a, a situation where there's absolutely no knowledge of what's going to be, right? I mean, that's what people they get nervous about, like taking, something, taking a new undertaking, a new uh, a transition in life, whatever the case may be, because it's, it's completely unknown. When there's the absolute unknown, it makes a person nervous. That sounds like Yerush Hashem also, right? Where the Rebbeinu is absolutely the unknown. But it's a subtle point. When it's mamish unknown, when it's mamish a vacuum, an empty space, I don't, I mamish have no idea of what's there, that's called pachdanas. But when I deeply know what's there, but I just don't have the ways to articulate it, even within myself, that's called Yerush Hashem. So when it's a Yediyah Nelemis, it is Yediyah, but it's just Nelam, that results in man noira hamakam That's man noira hamakam When it's just nelam, and I know, and my what I know and what is unknown to me are not fully being integrated, right? That results in pachtanas. So let's, let's see how Rav Kook continues on. Ubezeh, <clears throat> if a person um, were to be able to quantify who the Rabbi Nishlam is and, and what, what he means in your life, Yuvotel Kesher Metzias, that automatically would undermine the connection you have to the Rabbi Nishlam, that would undermine your actual life itself. It's an amazing line. It's impossible, therefore, for anything that exists to truly grasp godliness in order that it shouldn't undermine its own existence. And for anything to truly exist, it has to be connected to Rabbi Nishlaylam in a way that doesn't, that doesn't cloud that, that divine flow. In order for that to happen, you have to know, you have to be connected, but your awareness of that connection and your, true, and your ability to, to be typhus that has to be in a way of nelemes. It has to be Yudhiya nelemes. It has to be, you can't, you, you can't, you can't allow your seichel to get, to get, to disrupt that flow. You can't allow your seichel to disrupt what the Rabbanu wants to give you by trying to understand what it is that he's trying to give you. He's trying to give you himself. Even if you try, though, you'll never get there, so it'll still be nervous, no? But to whatever extent that you're... So, this, listen, this doesn't mean that you can't... This doesn't take away the idea of learning and so on, but the idea is not to try to... to yeah, the idea is not to try to think to yourself that, oh, now I know. This is who the Rabbanu Shalom is. No. Whatever you're learning, you're not learning in order to truly know. You're learning because it's a mitzvah. And the Rabbanu Shalom gave us the mitzvah of learning Torah. And by doing so, you're in Mekayim Ratzin Hashem, and that enhances the connection. It happens to be that it comes with your knowledge as well, but it's, it's, not about, it's not about putting yourself in that place where you now understand. It's one of the mitzvahs. So there's mitzvah to fill, there's mitzvah Shabbos, there's mitzvah to learn. So I, so I learned, but it's not... It's not about trying to package the Rabbanu in any in, in, in that in that way.
if you think that you know already, then it's unconscious. Because the whole idea right. is you should know only to a certain degree. Right, and you can't, you can't ultimately know, right? That's that, again, that's what he's saying over here, that Yeres Hashem is a result... You know that you don't know. Right, it's, it's, it's a result of this combination of, abs, of, of, of connecting to a knowledge that cannot be quantified. It cannot be, it's a Yedi and Elamis. Let, let, let's go back, let, let's... Is, this, let's yeah. is that the essence of why Hashem appears to us at Har Sinai, not the Re'iyah, but the Shmiya? Like, like, there was no... We see Hashem, and which in itself Ri'ia is limiting, right? right? Whereas Shmiya is It's a little bit beyond. A little bit beyond. But also the Shmiya of Hasina was wasn't just it was reverberation. It was like it like It's called God of Loyasaf. It's a call of Because that's 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 the, the, the eternal connection between us and the Rabbanishan, which began by our Sinites in a way of that's why if you think about it, right, what was the when Moshe Rabbeinu was about like everything's about to start. So what what does Hashem say to Moshe? Go down, Hagbil um, make sure that people don't come close to the mountain. And Moshe says, I warned them a few days ago, what I have to do this. Hashem says, No, you have to do it again. So why? What's talking? You know, they were warned. The answer is that that was part again, to you're about to have Harsina, you're about to, to, to perceive Kviochal, whatever, it has to be in a way of Yidi and Nelemis. So you have to create, you have to mix that in of Nelam by Hagbil Sa'am, by making sure that people realize that what they're experiencing is not it. This is, this is what, what Rosh Hashanah is about. Let's understand. We asked the question what's, what's the chicken, what's the egg? You know, or what, what comes first? What's the cause, what's the effect? So on, on a simple level, the beginning is Hashem creates the world in Rosh Hashanah. Memela, he's a king. And Memela, you have to fear him. But understanding deeply what Yer Hashem means, it's quite the opposite. It begins with Yer Hashem. Because Yer Hashem is that midah, it's that quality that actually allows the Rabbani Shalom to be mashpia chiyas into us, to, keep, to, to bring us life. Because life, is, the byproduct of, of being created by God is not Yer Hashem. Quite the opposite. Yer Hashem is what allows us to be created by God. Like Rav Kook said, if there's a lack of Yerush Hashem, in other words, if a person thinks he understands and, and puts the Rabbanu in a box, that is automatically undermining your connection to the Rabbanu Shalom, which undermines your very existence. In order to have Chayim, you have to have Yerush Hashem. And this, is, and this is the weird, the, 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 the strange, you know, this time of Yetish, it's a very strange Tkufa, because... We're asking for Chaim, and we, we feel, and, and the Rav Shalom is, is, is reinvesting his energy into the world. But, there's all, but, but it, it, it comes from this sense of separation. This comes from the sense of, of Manoir, of Yira, of, 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 of healthy Pachat from the Rav Shalom. In other words, let, let's understand now, this quality of Yira, of awe and reverence that one has for a king or whatever, that, that's... That's, that's a mita, that's a giloy. It's not just, it, that's not keeping us back from the Rabbani Shalom. That doesn't push, doesn't, that's, not, that's not something to repel you away, that God is so great, so amazing, I'm now afraid I want to step back. Quite the opposite. That's a mida. That's, that's, that's a attribute of the Rabbani Shalom. It's an attribute. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a vehicle, it's a connection to the Rabbani Shalom. It's a, it's a, it's a mida, a lakis. Like chesed is a mida, the Rabbani Shalom is giving. It's, it's, it's a tool used to, to enhance that bond, Yira is a midah. It's the midah of Malchus. That's, that's, a, that's what Yira Hashem is. And so, th- this is the Nakuda, going back to Sefer Yeshua, as you enter into Eretz Yisrael, or you get ready for Rosh Hashanah, 
the first thing that the Rebbe is warning you is that you're now entering into that place of Yer Hashem, and it begins with Yer Hashem. Yer Hashem is not the byproduct of Rosh Hashanah. It's the essence of Rosh Hashanah. But understand what Yer Hashem is. Yer Hashem is not pachtonis. It's not being afraid of something that, that you don't know. Adarabah. It's the result of, 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 of knowing something that you, that you cannot explain. It's knowing something that you cannot quantify. That's what Yer Hashem is. And therefore, healthy Yer Hashem results in confidence. It results in being alive. It results in vigor. It results in, in, in a sense of purpose and mission. Not the opposite. When a person, when there's a sense of Yira and it results in, 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 a, in, a, in a lack of movement, that's a simon of Pachdanas. When it's Yira and it results in, in, in Chiyas, that's, that's Yira Hashem. Why do we say Vechente Pachdecha? So that Pachdecha over there, first of all, the Lashon is Vechente Pachdecha Akol Masecha. So it's not, not a Kal Yisrael really. Kal Yisrael is Yira Hashem. Knesset Yisrael is connected with Yira Hashem. The Numus Oilam might not have this uh, this way. But even then, Pachtecha probably doesn't mean Pachton is the way Rav Kook is using it. It means Yira. But, but the truth is, yeah. That's why Yira is it's well known from the Sarm. Yira is the same letters as Re'iyah. So it's not, it's to see something. Because if you think about it, it's the opposite, right? When you, if, if I see something, then I'm less afraid of it. You're more afraid of something that you don't see, right? When it's dark, then already. So, so Yira is the same letters as Re'iyah because Yira Hashem is not a result of not knowing. It's a result of coming in contact with the Yidi and Elemas. So you didn't know That's the difference. Yitzchak was, uh, was blind, right? Yitzchak was blind. He's also the the Amud Hayira. So let's go. Let's just finish the paragraph. Not to finish. This tachlis idea, mamshecha sechayim vavaya. It draws in life and existence. Sheim they know ben makar chayah chayim vavayas havaya shul mesech mavdal. And by having this tachlis idea, which is as we know tachzi shaloi neda, right? idea, this the idea in Elemis, it actually it, 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 it results in there not being any separation between what ex- the, the, the creation and the source of creation. The Rabbanish Lalam, Shundavar Chaitit, Hudavka Mashaloyneda. So again, the Tachlis idea, the absolute knowledge, which allows the flow of Chias from the Rabbanish into our world, which results, which is Rosh Hashanah, Zerchin Lachaim, and so on. That, that, that is Tachlis <laughs> not. Not an absolute vacuum of knowledge. It doesn't mean that there's mamish no inf- no knowledge at all. Rather, what we're talking about is the essence of something that cannot be known. We're not, we're not talking about the lack of knowledge. We're talking about something which cannot be known. That in the exalted darkness, that in the exalted darkness, right? that Hashem is described as residing in an exalted darkness. Darkness meaning you don't understand it, but it's not a lack of something. It's, it, it's the truest something of all. It's over there, in this exalted darkness, the, the essence of true knowledge of the Rabbani Shalom, is, is, is resting without any hand limiting it and, and putting boundaries upon it. Which would actually limit its, its form and its, and, its, and its image. And he ends off with the Pesach, says Hashem, behold, I fill all heavens and earth. And that filling of heavens and earth, that's the sense of your Hashem. Which, which is not the opposite of knowledge. It's 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 tachlis haidi shleineda. It's atz it's atzmis haidi and elemis. It's yoshe b'seisr elyon. It's yoshe b'seisr elyon. It's a very 
even that Kibbutz Tilim, it's well known, that Kibbutz Tilim is a very powerful pasuk. Like we say that before, you know, uh, as you transition from Shabbos to the six days of the week, right? And you're going into a time of Chayshech. The six days of the week is Chayshech compared to Shabbos. But we're mechazek ourselves that the Chayshech that we're experiencing during the six days of the week is Yayshev B'Seyser Elyon. It's Chayshech El Yayna. And by Kfur also, by Levi, you say that seven times and so on. It, it's, it, it's, it's, it's by Kriyashma as well. Whenever you're entering into a place of, of what would seem to be a lack of something, we're mechazek ourselves at Adarabah. Those are opportunities for, for Yerushalayim. It's not a lack of something. It's it's chashecha halyoyna. It's an exalted darkness. That's what Rosh Hashanah is. It's, Rosh Hashanah is a very strange. It's a very strange time where a person senses this this chashecha halyoyna. This this exalted darkness. It's a darkness. It's a pachad. It's a, it's a yom hadin. But it's uh, but it's but it's something. It's not a nothing. It's a something. And that that's the that's, that's what it means yom neroim. So again, you know. Baruch Hashem, it's already, it's not even L yet, really. So we have, we have time to develop this and to work on this. But that, that's, that's in a nutshell what the essence of Rosh Hashanah is. So the, the mid, again, so summing it all up, the mid of the Yerush Hashem that you feel in Rosh Hashanah, that's not the byproduct of the fact that you created the world. And he's, no, no, no. That's where it all starts from. It starts, begins with that sense of the Yerush Hashem. That's connecting to that mid of Malchus. That's where Rosh Hashanah is. So why was this so Yeshua Benun, so going back, so Yeshua Benun entering into Eretz Yisrael, and Eretz Yisrael means the place of Malchus, Eretz Yisrael means Rosh Hashanah, so therefore his first, his first warning was, you want to build Yeres Hashem? What you're building is, make sure that you're not building Pachtanas. And so that's why he said, that's why by Ladov Hashem Yishi, it's Kavil Hashem, that's the Avoid of El. So in other words, so let's, let's sum it up like this. So what's the Avoid of El? The Avoid of El leading to Rosh Hashanah is to make sure that we don't become Pachtanim. It's to, to do and to move and to have uh, and then with that then you could have the chashech al of Yom Narayim okay fascinating how the 